Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist somewhere they do and of course you're thinking wait we yes of course the Honorable Tesla and the fantastic Miss Frida are here the dogs are in the video store and of course the illustrious bite bite my but maestro man you got a bite don't you i guess across the time streams but maestro how's it going buddy don't bite me yeah i got a bite because today i'm the modern day wolfman i don't know what voice that was i'm sorry guys uh welcome back to cinema gems we're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit they love uh and following with our i guess new model uh, uh, we've done for the last year of mostly doing anniversary appropriate things as they line up. Uh, yeah. the Admiral suggested, uh, George Lucas's first ever movie. Whoa, 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 American whoa. American Graffiti. It's not his first movie. THX 1138 came out a couple of, a couple of years right. before this. I know. Just specifying. This is his... F I know, okay. I know. I've seen the old college humor bit. I know. Okay. All right, just making sure. <laughs> thank thank you for but by the way it doesn't count because you didn't proceed the phrase with them actually okay <laughs> no no points <laughs> but yes but uh yeah go for it go for oh, it i was just gonna say yes um uh recently ever since the pandemic happened we we're just like hey why don't we do anniversaries it's a lot easier than like scrabbling for something what do we review oh god it's like, okay, that looks good. It, it, it helps us be a little bit more organized and give a little bit, like, baseline level of some kind of consistency for this show. So that when people ask, what do you do on your show that you and your friend record uh, in your free time, we can tell them we talk about movies and their anniversaries. Yep. So if there is a movie you love that's had an anniversary... We got you. If it came out with a year ending in three or a year ending in eight, please email us at cinemagems15. That's cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Let us know. This is American Graffiti's 50th anniversary of coming out, which is, I think, only like one of like maybe seven movies. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to burp there, but one of seven movies that George Lucas has directed. Like, he hasn't directed that many movies. People think that he's directed... No, he hasn't directed that many movies. He's he's written and produced a lot more. Yes, yes he has. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, uh, like like most uh, anniversary movies, I have the DVD of... That's, that's what I'm opening and closing right now. I have the DVD of American Graffiti. Um, the high school... Go, go ahead and read. The high school reunion collection. Collector's edition. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start it. By the way, a lot of people don't realize that Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas, at the beginning of their film career, were really good friends and they helped each other out. So that's why Francis Ford Coppola produced uh, American Graffiti. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get started. Do you want to hear one? Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the uh, the quote unquote New York Times article rating first or after? Re read okay. it all. 
give give me the whole thing. This Academy Award nominated classic voted one of America Films Institute's top 100 films of all times. Features a coming of age for four teenagers on their last summer night before college. Rediscover drag races, inspirational point, and drive-ins all over again. And this nostalgic look of the early 60s. The incredible soundtrack brings you to the most memorable rock and roll hits of the era. Directed by George Lucas and produced by Francis Ford Coppola. This classic stars Harrison Ford, I could debate that, Richard Dreyfus, Ronnie Howard, Suzanne Somers, Cindy Williams, Wolfman Jack, and Mackenzie Phillips. Capture a America's last age of innocence with American Graffiti. I could argue the point about it starring Harrison Ford. I feel he's more like... Yeah, that's a little bit blown up. That That's a little bit blown out of proportion. He's more of a glorified cameo, if anything. Yeah. Um, but the New York Times says, the nostalgic boom has finally produced a lasting work of art. Oh, okay, New York Times. I'm not saying this is... A... I, why is it only movies about California that... Uh... I mean, I, I just answered my own question because I was about to say, what is it about nostalgic movies about California that makes people from Hollywood so? Oh, right, it's it's very selfish nostalgia. Uh, and by the way, um, George Lucas did grow up in uh, Modesto, California, and this is mostly filmed in Modesto, California. This is really George Lucas's early life before he went to college. He would drag race. He would go chase girls. He would hang out at like the drive-in diners. This is what he did. This is what he did when he was in high school. Just, yeah. Okay. So it's really more of a George Lucas inspiration kind of thing. He, he yeah. wrote what he knew. Which, like, you're always told to write what you know. That's exactly what he did. Um, so, you want to talk about anything before we head on in? Or do you want to start us off by uh, revving the engine starting up in 1962? I, I don't know if I can do the exact sound of one of those engines because they have very specific sound and like hot rod heads will know that sound and hear what I'm trying to do and be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, wrong. Um, oh, and Gary Kurtz also produced this, which a lot of people know Gary Kurtz from the Star Wars franchise as well. He helped produce... A lot ah. of star of George Lucas's Star Wars. Um, so yeah, you you can really see in this the early ideas for characters that would become. Um, star oh, Wars actually, characters. so funny thing. So this came out in seventy three, right? So uh, Star Wars came out in seventy seven. So according to George Lucas, yeah, he wanted a Cindy Williams type character, but younger for Princess Leia. How much of a fucking dick <laughs> is that to be like, I like you, Cindy Williams. You're, you could be a good Princess Leia, but only if you were younger. If you were younger, you'd be perfect. It's like, wow, what a fucking dick. All right, so uh, so it's kind of like a four-part like random structure. Um, also, George Lucas said that he wanted this movie to be a musical, and it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is, because certain era points have, like, musical like the music fits the scene kind of thing 
So, like, my only main critique of this movie as a movie and not a critique of the time period itself, because, yeah, no, spoilers, most of my critiques of this movie are just the movie accurately portraying a very cringy time period. Oh, uh, my God, and, and cringe. I'm, cringe. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sum it up better at the end of the episode, because I already know what exact what words I'm going to use for that. But... Uh, uh, the movie itself does a great job of capturing certain very realistic, not too pretty aspects of, of about this time period. One of the prettier aspects that it does capture about this time period is the music. That's also a double-edged sword because there are multiple songs featured in this movie about an older guy hitting on a 16-year-old girl yep. on her 16th birthday. Uh... So yeah, music in this movie, a bit of a double-edged sword, but they did go after all of the most popular music from this era. That much is accurate. Yeah. Uh, and I love how much time they spent on the live band. Yeah, that was cool, wasn't in it? In this. I, I actually genuinely love that. I love that the persona of Wolf Wolfman Jack is heard over someone's radio throughout the entire movie. Yeah, Wolfman Jack, yeah! Like, they, they got certain, uh, a lot of things about this time period very, very right uh, in ways that have aged, you know, in varying degrees. Let's start off. There's four teenagers. Um, they're all going off. They're all Two of them are trying to go off to college. One of them, I think, is still in high school, and the other one is just staying around town because he has nothing better else to do. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus, a baby Richard Dreyfus, um, from Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Jaws. Yep. Um, As Kurt. Yes. Uh, was like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. And Ronnie Howard is like, come on, man, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And apparently Cindy Williams. Well, is, isn't it more complicated than that? Because uh, Kurt is the one that, like, he knows he's flying in the morning, but he doesn't want to go. Correct. And Ronnie Howard is like, we're going. We're leaving. And then toward the end of the movie, it's the opposite. They flip-flop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, Sidney Williams' character is uh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's sister. So that makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's still in high school, by the way. Um, uh, so, Ew. Ronnie... Ron, what apparently she's just about to graduate, and Ronnie Howard just graduated like a couple of months ago. Um, yeah. So it's not that creepy. Just a little. I do. I do love the moment where Ron Howard's character is talking to one of the teacher chaperones at this dance, and the teacher's like, "Hey, calm, calm it down, you two. And he's like, "What are you gonna do? Suspend me? I graduated already, dude." Yep. What you going to? That, that's something all of us have wanted to do. Uh, I, I have no complaints of any of the cast of this movie. Uh, it's all casted phenomenally well. Uh, I, except, and this is going to be weird, if Harrison Ford was going to be in this, why did he need a shitty southern accent? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. <laughs> like, I love Harrison Ford, and he would could have been perfect in this. I think... The shitty southern accent was totally unnecessary. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's one of those where it's like, oh my god, why? That that was a that seems like a weird on the fly decision that someone made on set, 
without thinking too much Or maybe about Harrison it. Ford himself was like, hey, I'm just going to do this weird southern accent. And George Lucas is like, I don't give a shit. I have 16 other things I got to worry about. Like, fuck it. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so basically, this cringy night starts where they go four their separate ways. And Toad, which has a moped, basically goes and chases this, this girl that has a shit ton of problems. And needs to talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really yeah. weird night. And I feel like that used to be me. But now I feel like I'm more like the the Richard Dreyfus character. Where I'm like, I have to go and leave and then maybe come back if I want to. But it's just like one of those where it's like, what the fuck happened? Um, and then Ronnie Howard also goes to, goes to the sock hop at at the dance and then there's a teacher that's possibly hitting on the students possibly but it's not neither confirmed nor denied yeah oh no there's definitely a te- there's definitely a teacher who's being real creepy with the students and is probably way too close yeah, to, to a lot the of students. them yeah it's yeah. it's real um, bad and also this is set in 1962 like one year before the Kennedy assassination so i will agree that this is like still innocence because for me for me for for culturally for history standpoint i feel like that's when america lost its innocence is 1963 when kennedy was was assassinated is that's when you know that legit that is when america was like okay we're not innocent anymore we don't have these carefree doe-eyed type of thing so this still captures it in a way through the music like you like i agree with you what you said beforehand it's do you want to talk about the music? Because I feel like that's the best part of the movie. The the music in this movie, it's got all of the best hits from... I, I, I have friends that still... Uh, friends I haven't talked to in a while, but I know people, actual modern-day people, uh, about our age, uh, who still kind of adopt a lot of the aesthetics of the 50s and 60s Greaser and still listen to all of... The, like, literally this whole soundtrack. All of the songs... Because uh, they're all within that uh, somewhere between surf rock and um, I almost said Little John. No, um, what's this? Fuck it, Little Richard. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's everything in that kind of uh, spectrum of m- music from this decade, and it fits the movie perfectly. Like we said before, some of the lyrics have not Correct. aged well because. Our ideas, our modern ideas of what is appropriate in terms of an age gap have evolved significantly. So now the idea of you're 16, you're beautiful in your mind is really cringy to our modern ears because we know how wrong that is. Uh, I'm sure they kind of had a feeling of how wrong that was in the 50s and 60s but enough people were getting away with it that it wasn't that big a deal yet. It's still, like, it's definitely still a big deal to the victim, especially later on when they realized, oh, I wasn't crazy for thinking this was weird? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, okay. That, that's my weird um, rant on all of that. Uh, they do have a bunch of, uh, they, they have a bunch of, I'm just going to name a few. Um, they have Rock Around the Clock, uh, Runaway, uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, At the Hop, The Stroll, See You in September, Surf and Safari, 
Uh, Almost Grown. That's really a weird fucking title. Yeah. That that one alone. Uh, Smoke It's In Your Eyes. Barbara Ann. Uh, yeah, Yeah. The Great Pretender. Johnny Be Good. Get a Job. To the Isle. Party Doll. Uh, come, go, come Go With Me. That's even fucking a weirder. Love mm. Potion number nine. Of course. Um, uh, I'm trying to not pick the really cringy ones, like Chantilly Lace. That's an interesting title to have in this. Yes. Like, yes, the Big Bopper did die in the plane crash. And look, that most people will say that that's when rock and roll died. But even one of the characters says it. Is it even the guy that's hanging in with the like the sixteen year old? Is doesn't he say that? I I guess yeah. Uh, green onions, um, of good course. night, sweetheart, good night, all summer long. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go through every list, but look, there's some ones that are in here that you're like, oh shit, oh shit, yes, this is in the playlist of the movie that people like. I love the music more than anything in this movie. I will just say that right off the bat. Oh, same. Same. Um, but let, let's talk about the uh, plot, if you can call it. Because it's really... There's not much of a cohesive plot. It's really just slice of life. It's... Like, anyone who's who's familiar with the genre of anime slice of life, this, this is slice of life high schoolers in 1950s. <laughs> and so there's not much of a cohesive plot. You're just seeing a window into... You know their last day in high school and all of the shenanigans, random shenanigans they get into. Uh, one dude gets into it with uh, a gang of what are we calling them? Delinquents? It's not a biker. No, gang. it's just it's like more of a it's more of a creaser, I guess. Gang, like yeah, they got kind of a, a cringy yeah. greaser vibe. Um, delinquents, I guess you can call them. I don't know. I sound like such a fucking square, but you know. Uh, you have this dude creeping on a girl who won't take no for an answer. Oh yeah, fucking Ron Ron Howard's character is literally just like, I want to fuck yeah, you like, and leave. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. go fuck other people. <laughs> and she's like, no, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, and it's like, it's like <laughs> Reasonably dude, you so. want this to happen. Why, like, she doesn't want you. And, and then you also have Toad. Is that the one you were talking about? That's the girl that's fucking psycho. Like, God. oh yeah, yeah. She she's got problems. She needs uh, she needs help. Uh, th- this is this is where the how I met your mother hot crazy scale. Yep, is really it's an helpful. Description. Uh, because no, that's an accurate wait, description. What? I totally agree with you with that. Go ahead. I'm just agreeing that you're right. Yeah, because the. The, the, the way the hot crazy scale works is the hotter you perceive someone, the more likely you are to put up with very yep. crazy behavior. And then he loses, Toad loses Ron, Ronnie Howard's car for some reason, and then he finds it, and then he, he almost gets beat yep. up, but then the other guy comes and yep. saves him. The, the older dude who's just, like, cruising around town and doesn't want to go anywhere. Like, he literally just spends all day every day cruising in his fucking sports car or hot rod. Uh, comes into the rescue. And the girl's like, oh, my God, he's so dreamy. He's like the Lone Ranger. I'm like, honey, you're not helping any feminist causes uh, right now. 
And then we have a drag race, and then Harrison Ford's cars blows up, and Cindy Williams is in it, and then... The, oh, yeah. best part of the uh, movie. Like, 100% my favorite part of the movie and is then this Ronnie real Howard, quick drag race. Ronnie Howard's And thing. seeing the car flip and thinking, wow, he's not okay. Because I know the lack of safety features that came with these yeah. cars. Which, uh, funny story, um, I read this in the George Lucas uh, biography. Um, apparently George Lucas almost died in a fatal car, car crash like this too, but he installed his own seatbelt, um, because he was also like a, a drag race, you know, a drag racer. Um, so he installed his own seatbelt yeah. and he like, he, you know, he gunned it, the car flipped over and the seatbelt broke and he fell out and broke like his arm and a bunch of other stuff. He survived. If he didn't install his own seatbelt, and it break, we would not have Star Wars because he would have died. He would have died. In Holy that. shit! So, so I feel like this Holy is shit. like, this is what this like George Lucas is like. I need this to be seen on screen so people can be like, "What the fuck happened?" It's like so. That's basically kind of what yeah. it is. I'm not saying that you know George Lucas says this, but this is how I interpret it. Is like, hey, this is what George Lucas wants you to see. That's what happened to him. So, you know, and then, and then we also, they, uh, oh, I love, I love Richard Dreyfuss' character when he goes, tries to find Wolfman and he's like, Hey, I need you to get this to this girl. And the girl calls him and then she's like, Oh, well I'll see you tonight. And he's like, I'm leaving right. I'm leaving in a couple hours. And she's like, Oh, well that sucks. And just like, I was so glad. I was so glad that they never met. I was so glad because you don't need anybody to, you don't need to find somebody to stay. You need to find somebody to go with you or to leave and go f- and come back. And if they're still there, that's great. Or if you find somebody else somewhere, that's even better. But don't stay here because of one person, if that makes sense. Like, that is, that oh, is the most toxic thing you could say. 100%. I'm with you. It's like, oh, I'm staying for this person. It's like, okay, Ronnie Howard, you need a lot of shit to work through. Okay? Um... And then they leave. Yep. They get going. And I love that Richard Dreyfus basically jumps on the airplane while it's taking off. <laughs> like, he gets on and the steward is like, oh shit, we gotta close this fucking door. Uh, and then we get a little bit of list of basically what happens to each character. Um, and that's the movie. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, uh, they made American Graffiti too, yeah, but George Lucas wasn't involved, and he fought the studio on every point for it not to happen, and it rewrote the entire ending of the movie. But okay, oh ew, yeah, okay. there's there's a sequel out there that is not really connected and kind of ruins the canon. So I feel like the first one to me is the best one, if that's only for the music. Like I don't know. I, I I don't really have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? Uh no other than here on Cinema Gems we have a rating system. Uh it's pretty unique to our thing. It's also pretty easy. Whole gem, amazing movie. Half gem, it's all right. No gem, don't bother. Admiral, what do you give American Graffiti from 1973? Um I give it a half gem. It's look the music puts it on an upper level. Only the music. 
the nostalgia is good, but it's not really meant for me. The nostalgia is not really meant for me. But it's a good first big budget George Lucas production that we got. And then we got Star Wars after. So it's a nice one to get his get all his problems and childhood worked out of. And then he was like, okay, now I'm going to do Star Wars. That's how I feel. I, I am so relieved that you said Half Gem because it, fo- follow my weird train of thought here. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm buckled this in. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Whole... I'm going to put I'm going to put on yep. my George Lucas uh I, I made my George Lucas <laughs> seatbelt. Let's go. So, this is a whole gem movie for covering for for being a window into a no gem time period. A time period I would not want to go back to. And the people I'm closest to would definitely not want to go back to for all of the reasons accurately illustrated in this movie. Um, it was, it's, it's, it does a great job of portraying what some people will see as nostalgia and wanting to go back to this time period. To me, this movie is an accurate cautionary tale of why we as a society needed, just like the characters in this movie, needed to grow the fuck up. Um, but they did have they did have one uh, African American couple at the sock hop. Let's do specify that we did see one couple. I saw a few other of a few other minorities as well. But it is California, so they were ahead of the time. I was about to say, don't make me applaud this movie for doing the bare minimum. But it also is California. <laughs> so, you know. But I, I agree. So, I, like I said, a whole gem movie that covers a no gem time period. Uh, and because of how uncomfortable I was watching this time period, it means the movie did a really good job conveying what was uncomfortable about it and what needed to be learned and grown from it. Uh,. So I think that balances out into a high-end half gem. Yeah. Uh, I like that I, I've i I've watched this movie more than you have, and I gave it a half gem. <laughs> like, Thank you. Thank you. That was honestly such a relief, because I thought you were going to come into this like, whole gem, it's the best movie no. of all time. And I, no. okay, that, that made everything I wanted to say a lot easier. No, it, but uh, it legit. George Lucas had to work through this movie in order to make Star Wars. Like, if he didn't make this movie, Star Wars would have been bad. Like, uh, but hey, y'all, uh, let us know what you thought about American Graffiti, what other George Lucas uh, or movies in general uh, you'd like us to talk about. What have we missed? You can tell us all that at cinemagems15 at gmail.com, as well as the Twitter, cinemagems underscore pod. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes on lowrainpictures.com, L-O-W-R-A-I-N, pictures.com. Uh, but click on the year 30 tab first because their show is yeah. much better. Marty and the Arrogant Observer are far superior than we are. And thank you, Marty and the Arrogant hey. Observer, for allowing us to be on your website. And Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, look, if you don't agree with either of us, that you think that American Graffiti is like the greatest movie of all time, please email in. That's okay. That's why we do this show for free. Please email in and let us know (laughs) what you thought. If you think it's the best movie ever or the worst movie ever, please let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you guys. Please email us. Absolutely. Um, Guys, uh, next week week is 
the Butt Maestro's carte blanche birthday pick. Um, do you want to give away anything of what it's going to be? That's that's it. it. That's all you that's get. It. Um, it is a series that I, I promise it's not what you think. <laughs> it's a series that I've been meaning to watch, and I'm glad you were like, "I want to review this," and I'm like, "Oh, good, finally, I have I have a need to watch. I have a need to watch. <laughs> I finally, have a reason to watch it." Um. I'm I'm so excited for this. Uh, I I you did give me access to the Cinema Gems Paramount yes. Plus, uh, so I can rewatch it again before we review it. And I'm so, I'm so ready to rewatch yeah, it. And by the way, to uh to 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 double down on the But My Show thing, it's none of the movies and it's none of the TV shows you think. Like, yep. it's it's yep. it's one of those where you're like, really. That's what you picked? Hey, it's his birthday pick. He can pick what he wants, okay? He can pick what he wants. As to quote the butt maestro himself, he has carte blanche. Um, thank yes. you, Admiral. But guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, tuning in every week and hearing. I like how I say tuning in like we're on the radio. Um, uh, yeah. Hitting play. Thank, thank you for clicking on a website and hitting play. Thank you for letting us be your modern day Wolfman Jacks. Um, uh, but we're the more nerdy ones that no one really listens to. That's that's what we are. Um, so so yeah, guys, just remember that everything's go everybody's going through something and there are some things happening in the next couple of weeks that could happen and you're worried about the economy of the world, basically. But look, you don't have to worry about that because you should worry about yourself first. You should worry about your own problems first. You should worry about what impacts your life first before anything else. Just remember. Yeah. I, to, to, to piggyback off of what the Admiral's touching on, it's okay to be a bit stressed out all the time with the impending doom of civilization constantly feeling like it's going to happen tomorrow yep. morning. You're not crazy for having that anxiety. You're not the only one having that anxiety. Because all you have to do to get that anxiety is look out the fucking window. Yep. Which... (laughs) Everything's on fire all the time. But at this point, like when we do the podcast, I I don't know about you, Admiral. I feel like the dog in that meme. (laughs) The coffee one? Everything's fine. Yeah, in the house that's on fire, just like, it's fine. Yep. Everything's fine. I mean, people made that joke like, oh, that's a pandemic. It's okay. That's a pandemic. Look, no. That's we're we're all here with you in your earbuds or on your speakers, uh, waiting the end of the world. And in the meantime, we're going to enjoy the, we're going to watch movies and TV shows that we enjoy with the people we enjoy watching them with. Cause that's one of the things that helps calm our anxiety for a little while. Uh, thank you for listening with uh, us. Until, until AI takes over our uh, job. You know what? Good luck, AI. <laughs> like... Genuinely good luck replicating my fucking voice and the Admiral's voice. <laughs> yeah. And the dog's barking and ear flaps. Oh, that means... As well. Uh, I'm glad it happened once this episode. Drink some water, everyone. If you're new to the show, the dog's doing ear flaps means we all drink water. So drink water. Yeah. Uh, but guys, just make sure that, you know... You're taking some time for yourself, but also thank you to 
our Swapper Jack friends oh, and yes. family. Thank you for being there and listening to us and guiding us and telling us what you like, what you don't like, how you love our voice, how you think we sound <laughs> inebriated every time we're on the air, on the mic. It's fine. It's 100% fine and understandable. But look, guys, we're here for you. So let us know what you want us to review. A suggestion's great. We will take it. Um, but yeah. Well, well That's really all I have. Perfect. Uh, once, ag- once again, uh, Marty and the Arrogant Observer, thank you for letting us be on your website, yep. lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. But Maestro, do you have anything else before we go? To your birthday. We love y'all. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Next week, uh, I believe... Actually, I don't know the order of these episodes, but either right before or right after this episode, you're going to get a special birthday episode for someone special to the video store. Oh, well, Stay tuned for that one. Well, technically, that was last week. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So last week, y'all got Land Before Time. Cool. Yes. We're recording it backwards, everyone. No. Things are weird and wibbly-wobbly in the video store. I mean... But we love y'all. Technically, we recorded correctly. We're just... This one's being recorded early. Because, yeah, somebody's birthday is next week. Not yours, not mine's. The other person in the video Correct. store, and not Correct. Carlos. Correct. All right, guys. All right. Wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, Black Lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. See ya.